Look, um, that does bring us, um, and we're going to, I'll have three games to go, guys, and we'll wrap up the other two in a moment, but I think we do need to spend some proper time on, to me, what is the game of the week? Uh, the Eagles at the Cowboys. If the Cowboys have any designs, of course, on the division title, this is an absolute must-win game. Um, but the Eagles obviously have a great clinching scenario in this regard because they can, of course, clinch not just their division, but indeed uh, the number one seed as well from the NFC. However, they are not starting with Jalen Hurts. They are going to be starting with a different sheriff in town altogether. The moustache, the magic. We started with magic. It's Minshew magic, Colin. Gardner Minshew is going to start a quarterback for the Eagles. Can you feel the excitement? Can you feel the love tonight, as Elton John and Tim Rice would want you to sing? Um obviously it loses a little bit of its sparkle and its sprinkle of uh, magic dust because of the change at quarterback. But this is still going to be a monumental matchup between these two teams. Yeah, I, I think it will. I mean, I mean, Fred, Fred is, is expecting the Cowboys to win by 10. I, I've seen a lot of the consensus seems to be around the Cowboys. And yeah, okay, they're, they're missing Jalen Hurts. And I'm I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. I've been a fan for a while. But to me, the Eagles still have seven pro bowlers going out there uh, against them. And Gardner Menchie is a decent backup. Like, uh, up until, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence took the step that he needed to, you know, when you compare the, their stats, like, he's not a franchise guy, but he's the absolutely top tier of the backups. And and I think what may what I haven't seen spoken about enough is um, Gardner, uh, Gardner's um, college coach was Mike Leach, uh, you know, um, and obviously another sad passing a man, you know, who who went very suddenly. Um, I think you saw Gardner gave a eulogy at his uh, funeral, you know, at his funeral, as remembrance uh, earlier in the week. I think that could be a huge for Gardner is a little bit in some ways, in some ways like Baker Mayfield. Guys who play better when there's something on the line, where there's a chip on the shoulder, or where there's a point to prove. Um, and and to me, like there's not going to be any fear for Gardner Menchu going up with you know even going in against the Cowboys. You know he he has done it, and he he will want a point to prove. Now for the the Cowboys. We talked about it last week. I I would say Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn. When Micah Parsons made the stupid comments on the Von Miller podcast, um, and then came out afterwards and said, "Oh, I, I said lots of other things." Like, yeah, but you still gave the Eagles all sorts of ammunition, and then you went and he lost to the Jags, and deservedly lost to the to the Jags. The Cowboys are obviously going to be. M- more motivated because they they need they need it um uh, more although I, I do agree with fred that even if they get the win i think that the number one seed is gone um but i just think that this eagles team are going to be because of parsons comments because gardner has um his his college coach uh, that he he'll want to you know prove a point for i'm going to say that i i I disagree with Fred, and I disagree with a lot of the other pundits, and I think that the Eagles can go into Jerry's world and they can get a victory. 
Brian, you love these two teams. Just tell us how much you love each of them and how excited you are to see these two teams continue in their winning ways. Last week's defeat for the Cowboys was monumental. And the reason being, the horse is a sprained shoulder, okay? If this game had, if the Cowboys had held on to that win last week, 17 points up, they would be playing one game out of the division lead and with an opportunity to win this game and not only win the game, be the number one seed because they have the tiebreaker over the Vikings at two. So it's it's an absolute disaster from the fact they lost this game because he would have had Hortz having to play now this week with the injury. Who knows if he would have been right and you would see a scenario where the Cowboys would go and win the game and after such a big season for the Eagles then to not be the number one seed and not win the division would be an absolute disaster. I agree with Colin. Like, as much as the Gardner Minshew storyline this week has you see in the book, the bookmaker, for example, it was one, minus one point with the Cowboys. As soon as Minshew was confirmed as a starter, it went down to minus six. But they're still playing all their starters elsewhere. Like they still got one of the best offensive lines in the league. And people are saying, well, they rely on the run game. They'll get Sanders and they get uh, Scott involved. I think they'll come out thrown. I think they'll go after this Cowboys secondary. Since Anthony Brown went down for the season, since Jordan Lewis went down injured for, for large parts of the season, and Diggs is great with the interceptions, but... You know, on the back end, he can be exposed. You saw last week, Trevor Lawrence, 503 yards. I know Minshew's not that at level, but he's capable to go out with an offensive line that keeps him upright to go and put big numbers up on this on this Cowboys um, defence. And offensively, Dak, this is a big game for Dak. They're in the playoffs. We know who the likelihood they're going to play in terms of be the NFC South. But he has to come out and play a really secure game. Like last weekend, some of his interceptions were... Were really poor and we saw it against Texans as well the report today they need a big game from him I'm, I'm not bought in on this Cowboys team winning this game easily I, I'm going to pick the Eagles as well I think the Eagles will do enough to win the game and secure number one seed and the people are saying Jalen Hurts won't play for the remainder of the season that would be a concern for me you go five weeks before he steps on the field again in a playoff game and there's a real um, piece around why the Eagles want to win next week as well because they're playing the Saints and if they beat the Saints next week they only better their draft position because they have the Saints number one pick come April as well. The wheels within wheels of the story, Brian, the wheels within wheels. Um, yeah, like this, the Eagles team has not just been Jalen Hurts. I mean, does losing him matter? Of course it does. He's been such a threat, both with his feet as well as some uh, beautiful balls, even just the timing that number one uh, starter has with the starting offense. Uh, is not easily replicated. But Gardner Minshew is one of those characters of the NFL. I mean, the argument that his moustache got its own media deal um, has been proved wrong. But if he suddenly, you know, ran out of this game and started singing karaoke, all I want for Christmas is you. So I had to get Mariah in there somewhere. Um, it, it wouldn't surprise us. He's a bit of a character and he is not going to be overruled by the scenario um, I hadn't realized this college coach was Mike Leach. So great call out on that column because I think that, you know, that can play into the effect here. But yes, we have an Eagles team that's coming off an amazing, like, recognition during the Pro Bowl, a defense um, that will be loving the idea of them being written off and the whole team being written off in different fashion. I mean, it very much was Mika Parsons kind of channeling Siegfried and Roy, wasn't it, in terms of, putting his head in the lion's mouth at some point the lion actually does bite you or claw you and it does have a bit of that feel that yes they got clawed last week at the jacksonville but maybe that pain is not yet over i don't know 
I, I'm hoping, and I don't think really, that this is just a reaction to last week. I think we all have a little bit of doubt over the Cowboys, a little bit like the doubts we were expressing around the Vikings earlier. And I thought I was going to be a lone wolf, but remarkably, we are going to have a clean sweep of all going for Gardner Minshew to lead the Eagles over the Cowboys in Jerry World. I cannot wait to see what Fred, our resident Dallas Cowboys fan, is going to post up in a comment. Um, Fred, just try to keep it reasonably clean. Reasonably clean is all we ask. Um, but yes, the Eagles, they've been that good. So I will go with the Eagles as well. Gents, two quick games to wrap up really quickly. Uh, Raiders uh, at the Steelers. Uh, you know, um, We started the show talking about the sad passing of Franco Harris. I mentioned, obviously, the immaculate reception. This, These are the two teams that were playing in that particular game. This is the late game, Sunday Night Football, primetime in the US. Both of them have extraordinarily slim chances. In fact, maybe, Brian, one of the most interesting angles is still Mike Tomlin's uh, you know, un, un, unbeaten, if you like, uh, uh, winning record, or at least being plus above 500, which is still alive. Um, give us the skinny, give us your pick. You're right about the Franco Harris piece, obviously, because it's going to be a very emotional game for Steelers fans. And it's even even more emotional because they actually were planning to celebrate um, the 50, it's the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. And there's a, a ceremony planned, I'm not sure if it was pre-game or a half-time, but this has been in the offing for quite some time so it's it's quite even more sad and upsetting that the fact that it's the week in which he passes away is the is the time in which they're going to celebrate it um from a game perspective i, I was surprised by mike tomlin's uh, comments this week he's been very supportive of kenny Pickett, but i wouldn't say he was critical of him this week but he was very harsh in his statements of saying he's a he's a long way to go um he's gonna be he's obviously gonna be back in this game for the raiders uh, it's, they're suggesting it's gonna be the coldest game in steelers history so you know what would the raiders do and how, how will they manage that type of atmosphere that's going to be around the game and obviously the, the weather conditions so i think it's it, it to me it's going to come down with who can run the ball more efficiently and right now for me that's the raiders despite all the frailties they've had up and down season josh jacob for me will be the guy that goes up and down the field on the steelers who with the exceptions last week their defense run defense has been quite poor in the second half of the season um and i don't think pickett will have enough to get the game done if the raiders find a way to withstand the rushing from Harris. So for me, um, it's a Raiders victory. Okay. And Colm, I said Sunday Night Football. Of course, it's on our Sunday early morning. It's actually Saturday Night Football. It's Christmas Eve late game, isn't it? So sorry about that, people. Seriously, this time of year, don't trust me on dates for anything. I've no idea what day it is. I've no idea what's happened. Um, Colm, who have you got? Oh, um, in... In in this particular game, uh, um, it's it, it it it's a kind of a, a coin toss one in in, in many ways, um, and and the Steelers have kind of taken over from or sorry the Raiders have kind of taken over from the Seahawks as that team that never plays a normal game, you know that that um, that mean that uh, and that was said about the Seahawks for years and that was the case with the Seahawks but this year it is absolutely uh, the the Raiders so I could see the Raiders going in and and uh, you know winning I could equally see the Raiders going in and, and laying a complete egg after last week I'll, I'll go with 
uh, Magic Mike because I, I I want to see him keep the the streak going. So for that reason, I will I'll go with it. Um, but it is not said with a great deal of confidence. I'm going to keep it reasonably simple. I think the Raiders have the better players. I think they've got the better running game. I think they've got the better passing game. I think they've got the better quarterback. I think they've got the, well, maybe not the better defense. Steelers have the better defense. However, the Steelers are going to ride the emotion of uh, the Franco Harris passing. They're going to use that as fuel uh, locally. And secondly, just on a point of principle, I am not picking the Raiders for the rest of the season after last week. I'm just not picking them. I don't care who they're playing. They could be playing the Texans with one hand tied behind their back with, I don't know, Nathan Peterman at quarterback, and I will still just pick against them on a point of justice and principle. Um, speaking of picks, before we get to the, the Green Bay and Dolphins game, Brian, how are we looking on the season so far in terms of our picks? Well, this is last week's end, last weekend's picks, Mark. Um, you were ahead quite comfortably on myself and Colin, but you only got nine last weekend. Myself and Colin got 11 out of 15, so we're slowly, slowly catching up. But uh, there's going to be a big shift this weekend, judging by some of the picks this evening. But uh, last weekend, where I suppose, just looking there, you went with the Ravens, me and Colin picked the Browns. I went with the Giants, you all picked um, the Commanders. Um, big shock with the Cowboys, we all went Cowboys, we all went Chiefs. That was obviously a tighter game than we expected. I went with the Raiders, Mark, and they won in that crazy game. I, I noticed that, Brian. You didn't have to talk about that again. You did, just and, uh, didn't have to bring it up. And, and Colin got a good one there. He went Saints uh, over the Falcons. We both went with the Falcons. But look. Tight at the top with a couple of weeks to go. Tight at the top. That's what we'll say. All right. Um, speaking of the final game to wrap us all up then, um, the Packers and the Dolphins. Uh, Colin. Um, do you want to take us through this and see where we go to in terms of wrapping up uh, all 16 games tonight as well? Fun and games. Well, for for the Packers, the week has once again been dominated by Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers talking about off-field stuff. Um uh, Kaylin Kerr, who we have had on the show, uh, did a, a really interesting piece where she spoke to a number of former, uh, former and current Packers players about learning Aaron Rodgers' hand signals. And it was a piece where she told, kind of gave insights into it, how it works, why the why Rodgers does it, how often they change it, so that no, even if a player leaves and goes to another roster, um, you know they're not they're not able to to pick up on it. It didn't ever seem like you know um, she she that the piece was designed to be particularly critical it was to offer an insight like when she was on with us she talked about how she's really interested in qb play really interested in qb personalities and that's what the piece felt like then aaron went on the pat mccaffey show as he does every tuesday and they decided to mock the piece uh, to dismiss the piece to belittle the piece uh, mccaffey said it was anonymous sources it wasn't at all anonymous sources it was entirely sourced the names were there um, he then came out on Wednesday and admitted that it was sourced, but he mocked it uh, again. Uh, and obviously, there's been this kind of weird pile on as, as a result. I, I just don't, I don't understand it. Like, if Aaron Rodgers do, like doesn't like the criticism, fine. But like, 
take issue with your receivers, the current and former guys who are quoted. Like, why why are you having a go that it's a nothing story? It's a it's an interest. If, if if you're interested in football and you're interested in QB play, and you you can take issue and we can criticize and we have done Aaron Rodgers as uh, sometimes his play, sometimes his leadership. But you can recognize he's an incredibly talented QB and you want to get those insights. I mean, similar pieces have been written about Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning's approach to games and his study and what he would do, and equally about Tom Brady. So like, this isn't like revolutionary that a journalist would want to write a piece about a quarterback's play. I just, I don't understand. I don't understand why Rodgers wants to be the center of attention but again if it is anything other uh, uh, anything other than utter adulation and genuflecting at the altar of Aaron Rodgers he loses his mind um Aaron you are a very talented quarterback very talented but like get offline if you if you cannot deal with the criticism the internet is the worst place in the world to be uh, that said this game um they will make it difficult for the dolphins but the dolphins coming off the back of three road losses absolutely have to get a win um and i'm going to say that they will have an, enough to to do that um but the weather is meant to be a lot more like Green Bay than it, uh, than traditional Miami. So that is something to keep an eye on, certainly. I said on Monday's show that there's a number of Packers fans, <clears throat> excuse me, that still believe they're going to make the playoffs. But right now, right now the percentage number is 4.999%. They need a lot to go their way. And I think this weekend, in particular Christmas Day, is where it all ends and they can put that, that kind of narrative to bed. I think the Dolphins will win this game comfortably. I'm just loving the idea and the sight of Colm going on a great little rant with the Moose ears. Um, it really, it really made it, Colm. I'll just say I, I, I was trying to take it seriously, and then the the years were going. It was great. Um, in terms of this game, yeah, I'm I'm with Brian. The Packers have been too inconsistent. They haven't performed on offense sufficiently. They haven't performed on defense sufficiently either. That's an underrated aspect of their poor season this year. Um, and I have the Dolphins continue to try to keep that AFC East competitive with the Bills, further securing their own position. And Colin, you rightly called out three road losses in a row. They've got to prove they can win on the road because it looks very likely they'll be on the road in the playoffs. And that will be key in relation to it. Uh, Brian, one quick point final from you before we wrap up. I had to double check the screen there because it's normally you, Mark, that's on the Aaron Rodgers uh, rant uh, over the course of the last three years in which we've been doing the show. So maybe it was nice to have a change and hear Colin vent his anger at the frustrations of Aaron Rodgers and how he goes on. But uh, I do agree with everything which Colin has said. So no need for you to have a rant for the remainder of the season when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. That's fine. I'll, I'll just rant about the Raiders instead for a change. Um, for the observant among you, we actually only covered 15 games. The Chargers, the Colts, Monday Night Football, we haven't got to. We will look to put out some material in relation to that come the end of the season. The Colts, um, should we say, don't want to be winning, uh, apparently, at any point in the game other than the very end because who knows what the comeback will be. The Chargers on a great roll. So, uh, and we'll see. The Colts are now on their third QB of the, the year, uh, yep. probably because they want to get off the hook on paying Matt Ryan. But 
my goodness, uh, some of some of the ways that teams are run around the league. The NFL came out uh, that about like how much was being spent in terms of replacing head coaches. Yeah, well, this yeah, like the the league needs to look at itself. Uh, I, I'll have I'll have another pop at him, Brian. Uh, the owner of the Giants had a go about players and about taunting. Uh, have the owners need to take a real look at themselves and some of the decisions that they are making. Utterly embarrassing, and they're getting involved in football decisions when they shouldn't be. Yeah, have, have a merry Christmas, Colin. The the, the 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 Colts and the Panthers both on the second head coaches of the year and their third quarterbacks of the year. They are in a, a race clearly to try to get the the highest possible number. There's there's a great thing. Um, you know the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. There's also a six degrees of Paul Erdos, who's a famous mathematician and he published so many papers. And there is actually a thing called the Bacon Erdos number, which if you've got someone like Natalie Portman, who's an academic as well as being an actress the lowest number of degrees of separation between both of those people, the Colts and the Panthers are trying to get the Colt Panther sequence of uh, inconsistency, instability, and just pure chaos uh, this season. And they're in a, a race to the bottom in, in that regard. Um, Gentlemen, it has been an absolute joy as always. I wish you, all our listeners and viewers, all the merriest of Christmases. May all your heartbeats be white or may all your Christmases be white. That's how the line lyric goes. I want to thank you for your company tonight. Thank everyone for watching and for bearing with us through a lot of Christmas games to talk through. Um, don't ask me when they're actually on. Please look that up because I have no clue. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what's happening. I'm just going to have food put in front of me and eat is my plan. Also want to thank our sponsors as always at Cassidy Travel for their continued uh, support and Merry Christmas, everyone, I think. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas, everyone. Nolly, Conagwiv, Galair, and we will see you all uh, after Christmas where we will be back to discuss, uh, debate, and preview the next set of games. Happy Christmas, guys. <laughs>